Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Am I Embarrassing You podcast. I'm your host, Zoe Wexler, here with my mom, Dr. Amy, who's about to sneeze. <laughs> Do it. Oh, her, her nostrils can wiggle. Fun fact. Oh, <coughs> oh bless you. <laughs> beautiful, you. beautiful work. <laughs> we have. <laughs> it's funny that I sneeze given what today's topic is. Oh, that is funny. Before we go, stop sniffing. <laughs> <laughs> if I sneeze, that happens. Okay. Be- Before we go any farther, I have a message for our Apple Podcast listeners. It really means a lot to us to have some good reviews, a five star, a nice remark. So if you could please tap, if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you're Spotify, move on. But 86% of our audience listens on Apple, listens on Apple Podcasts, like I do to my podcasts. So if you could just tap on our name, flick one finger, scroll down to the bottom, tap a five star. Maybe write a nice remark. It means, really means a lot for our business. It does, everyone. Thank you. More than you know. So thank you so much. You can pause the episode and come right back. Won't even miss us. It'll be 10 seconds. Okay. Anyway, how are you? I'm good. (laughs) I've been watching a lot of television. I know, which is weird for you because you're such a busy, you just go to work and come home and go to bed. (laughs) No, I mean, I... I don't just come home and go okay, to bed. But you but don't I watch don't spend, TV during the week. I don't, but I have been because I've been <laughs> loving so much TV lately. Okay, obviously I watched Bridgerton in like five minutes. I watched it in one day. I went. I started watching it one night, 11.30 p.m. Stayed up until three in the morning watching it and finished it the next day. Okay, and what's been happening? What messages have we been getting? I think about 25 people have texted or DM'd I, both of us together that I look a lot like. Daphne Bridgerton, or the actress Phoebe Dinovore, which is a huge compliment, and I'm going to be here for Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And it's funny because neither you nor I thought that until Hmm. people started. I was like, really? Oh. I think we have similar mouth shapes and... um, Large eyeballs. Similar eye shapes. But her eyebrows are very straight and mine are very arched. So to me, eyebrows just like define faces. So I don't didn't really see it, but it's such a big compliment and I love her. I loved the show. Holy shit. (laughs) And you've been, and what else? What's that show? Your French show you're watching? Oh, I'm watching Call My Agent with French subtitles. It's so good. Okay, so it's about spies or it's about marketing? <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's a <laughs> it's not about spies. It's a casting agency like in, in Paris. Oh, very cool. And it's so good. And so I didn't know anything about it other than my friend Jill, who's a Francophile, even more than me because she speaks French, told me about it and said you have to watch it it's on Netflix with subtitles. There are three seasons right now. Each has only six episodes, but they're about 50 plus minutes each. But the next episode, the next season, season four, comes out January 21st. So this is like perfect Perfect timing. timing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. We just finished, both finished Bridgerton. Like you finished it like three days before I did. And there's not going to be a, they haven't even started filming season two. Of course not. Fuck. Just like The Crown. I watched it too quickly. And Dead to Me. We love that show. Oh, Dead to Me. But that'll come back. And Mrs. Mm-hmm. Maisel. Oh, Maisel. I'm really behind, like two seasons behind on Maisel. You are? Because I was, I watched, I know, it's like, I'm so ashamed. So married. I know, because I watched the both the first two seasons, like, right when I was going through a breakup two years ago. Yeah. So then I just, I kind of watched it, and we I was like, I'm feeling better, and I'm moving on, and so then I kind of never went back to the show, but I love it. I just, also, I think there are only no, the more, no, so far, right? I don't know. The more okay. reason that I'd done that is because um, I always spoil shit for myself. Like, I know what happens. Oh, it doesn't matter. It's so good. You have to watch it. Okay, I'll okay, watch anyway, it. Anyway, I've been watching a lot of TV, and I also read a great book because my book group, band's getting back together tomorrow. <laughs> on Ki- Zoom. Kind of, on Zoom without a book group. You've been group. doing book group for as long as I can remember. Yes, yeah, since... Like 15 years? Mm, probably. And we had this great book group leader, and she retired, Shelly. And our last book group, we didn't have any book groups, I don't think, in 20... You didn't do... 20 january or february i don't think so Hmm. i could be wrong but i don't think so and so um tell us what you read i read hamnet she read it all today (laughs) i started it yesterday but i'm i'm a fast reader thankfully yes i didn't skim like i definitely read the whole thing it's called hamnet a novel of the plague by maggie o'farrell and i think like a novel of the plague (laughs) really good idea to read that we're in a pandemic but this is the bubonic plague 1596 it's historical fiction Shakespeare had three kids and one son named Hamnet which in Old English is essentially the same word as Hamlet. Old English is crazy. Yeah. And Hamnet died. And no one knows why. So the author 
Oh, no one knows why. No one knows why. So that's the premise. Well, she writes that he dies of the plague. Okay. Because plague was around then. Damn. And he could have. Um, but interestingly, Shakespeare apparently never mentions the plague in any of his plays. It's true. And it was everywhere. Mm-hmm. But it was it was so good and so sad. But I really recommend it. It was beautifully written. It took me away. It put me somewhere else. And I think you should read it, though. I okay. think everyone should read it. A bar Maggie O'Farrell. And it won some awards already in 2020. It says yeah. on the back, winner of the Cancer 2020 Women's Prize for Fiction. I she love, won that in December. Uh, so great to, to support women writers. Well, Makes me happy. Yeah. So I, that was awesome. So I did that. I watched TV. And now we're talking about a subject that is very... Well, it's near, it's not so dear to us. But no, but close to home. Yes, we're very familiar with it. Food allergies. Food allergies. Oy vey. It just <laughs> triggered. I'm triggered. <laughs> oh, no. I love that word, triggered. I know. It just, it was my life for so long. I know. So. So. I'm triggered. 32 million Americans have food allergies. I, I grabbed these statistics from um, foodallergy.org at the organizations called fair f-a-r-e they're amazing so if you're looking for any food allergy info they're amazing foodallergy.org um 32 million americans have food allergies one in 10 adults one in 13 kids which which really means like two per classroom yeah um and so and food allergies have gone up like crazy over the last 30 40 years there's so much info about it but and we're going to talk a lot about it when zoe was a baby she was four months old and she was covered in eczema. I have pictures. I still thought you were cute. Mom. No, you had a, literally a rash head to toe. Okay, well, now I have eczema just on the tops of my hands, so. Yeah, well, from overly washing right now because of the pandemic and it's winter. But no, head to toe. You still were cute, but it's <laughs> funny. Head, it was just like, mean. oh, Jesus. And then. When your head to toe was like, you know, 12 inches. Yeah. And then you had. <laughs> And I was breastfeeding you exclusively, and then you had a little blood in your poop. Ew! And I was like, oh, this is not normal. That's gross. And <laughs> Dr. Landreth said, oh, that could be a sign of a milk allergy. You have to go see this gastroenterologist. And she said yes. And so I s- switched. I just stopped eating and drinking any dairy. And then when we added some formula, did soy, and like mm. the eczema went away, treated you with some cream. And then you were eight or nine months old and you weren't supposed to have eggs yet but we had bought some pasta that had eggs like a dried it was a dried pasta that had eggs emma had given you some our, our nanny hi ems hi she took you to the park in the stroller she watched you like literally blow up and turn bright red oh. and covered in hives she knew there was something wrong yeah she called your dad because he was closer physically was right next door in his lab and me we both ran home we jumped in a cab to dr landreth where she gave you epi mm-hmm. and called 911 and then you threw up all over her office oh, oh. and i felt so bad and she was so nice about it she came with us to the hospital so in the nice. ambulance and stayed with us for hours oh my god so you got benadryl you didn't need any more epi thank goodness and then they gave oral steroids and then after you got better, I took you to Dr. Rosner, who just retired. She's the best. I have a lot of She's friends who went to her for allergy shots, too. Best. And she did some skin testing on you. We already knew about the milk, and she diagnosed you with egg allergy. And I was allergic to eggs until I was 12. Well, June 18th, 2010. Okay, I was 11 and a half. Exactly. I remember that day for so That's many reasons. That's Also the day you graduated high school. Yes, I graduated high school on June eighteenth, nineteen eighty seven. Yep. It's also my best friend my best guy friend from high school's birthday. Hi Larry Weiss. He's a fan. <laughs> <laughs> so But back up. Okay. I was allergic to eggs. I exploded like a balloon. It was it was so sad and terrible. It just sounds like it must have been so scary for you guys. It was very scary. You never stopped breathing, thank goodness. Um <laughs> so like, like a little but, and but I had to wake you up every four hours to give you the prenas on the steroids for a couple of days and that was that's rough when you're even eight months old it was okay i mean you were you were fine but we were just scared and neither and your dad is allergic to shellfish mm-hmm. but just mostly crab but that was seemed easy to avoid yeah especially for a little adult. kid right and then my mom nanya remembered that she had food allergies as a kid she just completely happened to remember <laughs> 
And that the, her next door neighbor was a fireman. And I guess she must have passed out from anaphylaxis one day. He <laughs> resuscitated her. Oh, my God. Yes. That's crazy because what I had the one bad reaction I've had in my life before I grew up my, my allergy, the fireman also came. Yes. But I remember, like, I think, how old was I? Seven? Yeah, probably. And so Six that, or seven. So I was, like, I was sitting, I remember I was sitting on the toilet because I thought I was going to I don't know. I was just like a little kid. I think I was peeing, but like I felt so sick. And then they bo- they came into the bathroom and saw me oh, sitting there peeing. That. And I was so embarrassed, but I was so little. I was seven. And I was like, hi. I remember <laughs> I was- The Benadryl had already kicked in. I was in a shy kid. Fine. I was totally yeah. fine. But they, and they were like these big guys and they were like, you know, handsome young guys. And I was like, and I had just, I think, watched like High School Musical or something. And I was like, oh my God, Zac Efron, the fireman. Like, he's going to see me peeing. I'm so embarrassed. But I was a seven-year-old. But I just remember always just feeling embarrassed about my allergy. Not. Well, that was the time that you remember when you were a toddler, I, we gave you a cookie Mm -hmm. that was mislabeled. So eggs were not. Oh my God. Not on the label. I called the, you I don't know why I went to check on you. Uh-huh. I just, you were asleep. Moms, you, no. You always have intuition Yes, like that. you always, you were a great sleeper. You weren't coughing, nothing. I just thought, let me go check on her. Oh my God. And you were covered in hives. You were uh. asleep. Oh. Woke you up, gave you Benadryl, watched the hives completely go away, and then I set my alarm, I think, for every hour to yeah. check on you. Oh, God. And so I called the company, and some of the company checked on it get back to me oh yes we're sorry there were eggs in those cookies we just forgot to put them on the label i was like okay well that's you could have killed someone so i actually had them recalled oh from new york state yeah there was a phone i don't remember how i found the phone number to call but you can and they pulled them off the shelves which is good yeah i know and and i guess growing up going to private school everyone you know allergies allergies people always talking about it and also because classes are so small you always know who has which allergy and like there's always just the thing i get well for me that it was so annoying it's like oh this person's allergic to hazelnuts this person's allergic to peanuts this person's allergic to eggs whatever and it's like the allergy kids are exceptionally annoying so i remember always like kind of just like downplaying it and being like oh it's fine like oh no i'm good like i don't need to eat lunch whatever like i would have like you know a sandwich with jelly or something because the mayonnaise was close to the turkey so i couldn't have that and they were pretty good. I would go in and meet yeah. with them before each school year because you weren't allowed to bring your own lunch to school. You right. had to eat the school's food. And the guy who ran the food services when you were at Little Dalton was really great. And Walter, I think, was I remember name. him. He was so nice. And he reviewed every single thing with me, everything they were going to serve, anything that would be an issue, and your teachers were great. It was just <laughs> when you got to Big Dalton and you were going to the cafeteria yeah. or helping yourself and kids were like helping themselves and cross-contaminating oh. the mayo I can the still picture and... like the mayo knife on top of the turkey yeah and then that's not right then I can't have lunch right and then I'm hungry yeah <laughs> it wasn't right. great because it was a nut-free school but not egg-free all right. allergies are created equal they're all equally dangerous right you know, luckily I as I got older I had less there was less danger for me yeah but still I know and <laughs> People always thought like egg was a weird allergy to have. Like it was normal to have the nut allergy, but eggs, eggs, eggs are in everything. I was like, tell me about it. Yeah, we it. fucking know. <laughs> so I became obsessed with reading food labels and really good at it. Like I can, I, thankfully I read quickly and I can scan through quickly. But with the milk, it was tricky because milk is also in things. I know what the like whey, mm-hmm. um, there are different words there for egg. There were a couple of things that it could be masked in so now and only in recent years at the end of a label it says yes. may contain you know walnut sesame yeah. or you know that's really good processed in a factory mm-hmm. where blah, blah. but they didn't have that when you were little yeah so it was like very tricky some pretzels had some dried pretzels had an egg glaze <laughs> some didn't weird. some pizza had egg in the dough some yeah. didn't some ice many ice cream had egg. i could only have briar's ice cream for a long time which is luckily is delicious yeah. i still like briar's and chow bella and chow bella oh rest in peace chow bella <laughs> and you had fuck you could have that. sorbet but yeah. not all sorbet because there was a chocolate sorbet i found once that had egg whites in it i mean it was just it's crazy but when you were little i did all the lead work you mm-hmm. had no idea yeah but it was a lot yeah for me yeah. a lot of researching and there weren't many online mm-hmm. forums i did find one great cookbook mm-hmm. bacon b-a-k-i-n with without eggs bacon without eggs <laughs> it was it was yeah. good and then you had jay my brother who had no food allergies just to a medicine and so then you also had to watch what he was eating and bring it to the house well we never had eggs in the house right. we just didn't have them but if he had been at a play date or you know yeah. at school it, it's it's really hard right it no it it was it was i think it was easier with the first kid having the allergy yeah. 
now I know people who the first kid didn't have allergies, the second one doesn't. If you change everything in the whole house. Yeah, that's hard. Um, and for eggs, like, there was a time where the statistic was 80% of kids will outgrow their egg allergy by age five. Mm-hmm. Well, you didn't. No. And Dr. Sampson was always reassuring us. He's the head of the Pediatric Allergy and Immunology Department at Mount Sinai and ran the study that you were in. He's an amazing man. He's incredible. And his daughter had been allergic to eggs. And I remember he said to us at one appointment, you know, guys, one time I gave my daughter a turkey sandwich with mayonnaise. And we looked at him like, what? You? Yeah, you, like the food allergy God, right. But he was just like, listen, we're all human. Mistakes we made, just always have an EpiPen, always carry liquid Mm -hmm. Benadryl or Zyrtec. And so and so we did. And so we were very careful. And Emma was very careful. And it must be so stressful for you guys sitting me on play dates. Drop off. But drop off play dates. Yeah. Well, no, we just a lot did a lot of behind the scenes work Mm. that you had no idea about. That's all. And the silver lining of it was that I became really interested in baking. Yeah. So I always kind of liked baking, but I never spent a lot of time doing it. And I wanted you to have like a a cupcake at a Mm. birthday party. I could not find any commercially available <laughs> cupcakes without eggs. Why? I mean, why would you? It was impossible. It's, it's, it's inconvenient, and so no one would make them. No, no, it's difficult. Yeah. So you were in this really cute gym class, and your gym teacher's name was Shelly. She was a sweetheart. I remember her. Her daughter was a little bit older than you, and she had some food allergies. And as Emma told her one day about your food allergies, she's like, oh my God, you guys, I have the best egg and milk-free chocolate cake and cupcake recipe. We were like... Okay, that, that sounds, sounds dry. That sounded a little unbelievable, <laughs> but we have the original I, recipe. I will post it on our Instagram when this episode comes out. You know, on Thursday I'll post it. I have literally made this recipe thousands of times, thousands. not hundreds, thousands. And I often think, like, I'll know I'm having a stroke if I can't recite this <laughs> Mom. recipe. When they're like, "What's your birthday?" You're like, "I don't know, but I can say the recipe." <laughs> no, seriously. When you so I always made it. Whenever there was a birthday party, I would make extra because there's no milk, no eggs, and then I always no make nuts. sure there were no nuts. There's no nuts in the recipe itself, but I would make sure that the cocoa powder, you know, and in our wasn't, kitchen wasn't, yeah, no nuts because so many kids had it. And I would bring extra, and there'd be some kids sitting there like having nothing, and the mom and the nanny would be like, "Oh, he's fine," but he looked miserable. And I said, "Well, <laughs> like I made this myself in my kitchen without these specific allergens. May I give him one?" Okay, and the kid would, like, devour it. <laughs> also, okay, the most moist cake you could ever imagine. So delicious. Cooks, we make the cupcake 17 minutes in the oven. And the, I mean, so we just use either Betty Crocker frosting or we make our own frosting. Well, now we make our own. Yeah. yeah. And they're just amazing. And so that's the cake that we, our family recipe. Yes. That we, you make it, you made it a couple weeks ago. Without frosting, they're chocolate muffins. Yep. <laughs> breakfast with jam, they're delicious. Oh, toasted with jam. Amazing. So when... So when you outgrew allergy, I was like, oh, I don't have to make this recipe anymore <laughs> because it's felt boring. And yeah. I figured like people will prefer bakery bought, mm. you know, or things with eggs. I started baking with eggs. You actually had to once you outgrew it. Yeah. Dr. Sampson told me you needed to eat baked egg like once a day. So yes. that's when I also started baking banana bread and other sorts mm-hmm. of things. Um, and I would go to like really nice bakeries. You've never been to a bakery before you outgrew the allergy. Yeah. So all of a sudden we're going to bakeries. I started baking with eggs, and then family members were like, could you make that old recipe that you speak? I was like, really? Okay, it's so easy. It's it doesn't a, even require electricity, no. just a, a spoon and a whisk. And a whisk. One and bowl. also, the, uh, the bright side is that you can also eat the batter because there's no egg, raw egg. Yes. So that's the only batter still that I eat. It's amazing. Yeah. And there's always a little extra. There's- Would you like to do a recitation of the recipe just off okay. the top of your head? So. Okay. Ready? Ready. Flour, sugar, baking soda salt those are the dry ingredients okay you can double the recipe which we often do to make two layers of a cake or 24 cupcakes yes. but one one portion of this recipe makes 12 cupcakes or one layer or a small bunt yes so it's we one usually a, do a flat round pan yep one and a half cups of flour one cup of sugar <laughs> half a teaspoon of salt one teaspoon of baking powder yes sorry baking soda mix those together oh no i forgot one ingredient oh my gosh and the cocoa unsweetened cocoa we use draste one quarter cup. Yeah, you mix that together. Mix it all together with a spoon. Then the wet ingredients. A cup of water. Mm-hmm. I use slightly warm water. I don't know that it makes a Room difference. Room temp. One tablespoon of white vinegar. Two tablespoons of, oil? of vegetable oil. No. Sorry. A quarter <laughs> cup plus two tablespoons of vegetable oil. 
and a teaspoon of vanilla. My favorite part is the vanilla. <laughs> Smelling the vanilla. Mm. And then you whisk the wet into the dry. Into the dry. And that's it. And bake. There's no bump. Bu- 17 no minutes for cupcakes. But 17 to 18 minutes for cupcakes. The th- what, what's odd about this recipe, having baked a lot since I started this, mm-hmm. is that it goes from being undone to done in a 60 seconds. Yeah. And so it can be easily overbaked and, and then they're dry. As you might know, we've moved 10 times. So it depends on your oven. <laughs> yeah, it does. In our current oven, it's 17 or 18? 18. And I can get them in the oven. In a, under five minutes. Under five. It's so funny. Because <laughs> so sometimes I'd be like, oh my gosh, you need cupcakes tomorrow for school? All right. Nine o'clock at night, whipping up cupcakes. Yeah. yeah like I bought a special yeah. Tupperware container to transport the cupcakes. We still I have it. I love that thing. On one side, there are little holes where 18 cupcakes can sit. Uh-huh. And if you flip it on the other side, you can make you could put a rectangular cake, cake in it. And then they don't fall over. <laughs> no, we still have that thing. No, no, yeah. I use it I, still. No, I, I mean, I have such vivid memories of... When I went to school, I would not bring the Tupperware because it's annoying to bring home. So I would, we have those disposable metal ones. But to a birthday party, I would have either a single serve Tupperware with my cupcake or a bigger one to share with friends. I mean, it's the best. I will post the recipe on our Instagram so you can screenshot it and make it. But it's, it's yeah, it was the best thing ever. Yeah, I didn't rattle it off as quickly yeah. as I really know it, but I'm tired. No, it's, she's mm-hmm. tired. I mean, it's 10.30 p.m. But that recipe. And I never, at any birthday party, I never felt left out about the cake. And you wouldn't know, like, if they were serving pizza, I would always call the parents in yeah. advance, find out where the pizza was from, call the pizza oh, place. So nice. One time, the pizza guy was like, oh, yeah, there's one egg in the dough, and the Fuck. dough makes, like, a dozen pizzas. And if you didn't ask me during a quiet moment, if there were a lot of customers here, it was a busier time, I wouldn't have remembered, so thanks. So, like, eggs could just be hidden in things. Yeah. So that was that was definitely scary The egg me. glaze also is very popular in so many things. Yeah, and pretzels It's especially. so weird that it's pretzels. And challah. Yeah. But there's eggs in the challah. Yeah, a lot of I've bread. tried to make eggless challah. It just isn't so good. No, an egg substitute just isn't the same. Well, no, but there was an egg replacer that I huh? used that could work in some recipes and not in others. Yeah. I played but around no, you, with it. You did... I, an amazing job. I never felt left out at a birthday party. I was a pretty quiet kid, but I always, if everyone had a cake, so did I. Everyone had a cupcake, I had a cupcake. It was never, like, also, and sometimes people would be like, Zoe, do you have extra? Because mine, they knew mine was so good. And if they, they didn't like the one from the, the kid whose birthday it was, was they wanted mine. The only thing that, I mean, I tried to make it seem like donuts didn't taste good. But meanwhile, they're your favorite thing. And I, well, but I didn't, you didn't know that. No, about but me. I just know that now. No, but you came home one day from pre K and you were like, Mom, <laughs> if donuts aren't that good, why is everyone bringing them in as our special snack? <laughs> I was like, um, and they eat them really quickly. <laughs> I had bought you like some vegan donuts I found online that were disgusting. And I was Ew. like, oh, these are delicious. They happen to be bad. They're probably better ones now. And I, I broke down and I was like, you know what, so donuts are good. Yeah. And someday you'll be able to eat them. You're right. So when you agree your allergy, remember we did a oh. Dunkin' Donuts Krispy Kreme taste test? Has Krispy Kreme landslide win so delicious heaven on earth and now there's open again in the city it's like amazing back dunkin donuts so super good average i still like them i used i could eat like a dozen of them in high school i prefer okay well you're probably stoned well (laughs) that's another story i prefer donut we didn't have crispy creams growing up in new york okay well they're incredible (laughs) um and now when zoe zoe do you remember when you outgrew your allergy you were still worried about holding an egg I still don't want to hold eggs. Like the other day you said, pass me an egg, I pass you the carton. I know. I just, I can hold them. So it was kind of like a journey. Oh my God, I hate that word. But it was a journey. Baking with them with you because I love to bake with you. You always crack the eggs when we make eggs. Yes, still. Just, yes, still. But I've so done you it. you don't want to get raw egg on your hand. No, but I've done it once. I remember, it was like three years ago. We lived in the 80s, remember? Yeah. Um, I cracked one egg in the bowl. Yes, I And remember. that was it for my whole life. I mean, <laughs> not my whole life. then when we did our baking class in france did i do it no, no. well the eggs were already like a liquid Crack. that we just had to measure the amount on the scale yeah do you remember right and you were easily like you poured the oh, egg in the I egg, didn't touch the it. egg container oh yeah. no and i always whisk or i use a hand mixer to blend it yeah but just holding an egg and cracking it mm. is so weird <laughs> it's yucky <laughs> well okay so i grew out of my egg allergy in 2010 yeah it's 2021 wow i have not eaten a scrambled egg no. Or an omelet or anything. One, because the smell of eggs is my least, it's most disgusting smell to me, which makes a lot of sense. I get that. Psychologically. 
But not, you eat French toast and you eat pancakes oh, yeah, yeah. with eggs in them. French toast is a little hard for me. Like, not the way that you make it, but sometimes at a restaurant, it's like, it's, I can Very see, it looks eggy and I'm like, oh, gonna vomit. <laughs> Gross. But I, I had, when I was still allergic to eggs and I went to fifth, sixth grade, I remember, like, you would, so you would walk downstairs to go to the cafeteria. And I remember walking down the stairs, like, being anxious, like, and, f- like, knowing, not knowing the word psychosomatic, but knowing that I could bring up symptoms if I got anxious, like, on myself. Like, I knew if I got an itchy throat, it was never because I was having an allergic reaction. It was because I was thinking that I could have one. Oh. So I remember walking down the stairs, like, one foot, one step, one step, and thinking, you're okay? You're going to lock the I had this metaphor in my head, like, locking the safe. Like, if the oh. safe, I'm like, the safe is locked. I'm not having a reaction. I'm okay. Because I knew there was going to be mayo and there's a lot of, it was really loud they in the cafeteria. Too. And everyone ate hard-boiled eggs with their hands. And it's just oh. really scared me. I knew I, at that point, was not fatal, but it was still really scary. And so it was just like, the safe is locked. I'm not mm. allergic to, you know, not, I mean, I was allergic. The egg, and also, you always said to me, egg doesn't jump onto your plate. Yeah, I was like, it's not going to jump into your plate or in your mouth. Yeah. So I would be like, the egg is not going to jump. Like, if someone across this table from me is eating hard-boiled egg, it's not gonna jump on me. I can eat it. I can. Luckily, you I, it was not. It. No, no. Mm-hmm. I I can smell it. It yes. wasn't airborne. You're right. I was gonna be okay. And so I would always say like, the safe is locked. I'm mm-hmm. not having a reaction oh. every time. And so it's been. I still I have no interest in eating eggs. I always say if someone's like like my brother, he's always like, you gotta try these because you make really good eggs. I and do. so does he, I guess. And I'm like, no. I would only try it. I was with someone who was like who said to me, this is the best scrambled egg or whatever egg I've ever had in my life. Then I would consider trying it but it just is so gross to me and so whenever whenever you bake you crack them i can hold it on the outside yeah soft (laughs) a little smooth no it's hard oh no but like it's just smooth yeah but it's not soft sorry i don't know anything about them (laughs) that's okay also in your recent cooking um learning you've been making a lot of different eggs which is so useless what's the point of that i mean it's for for you them all but delicious for you um and i remember as a mom i remember like most moms think this if their kid has an affliction like i wish it was me and not her yeah i always thought i can handle this i'm a grown-up right and then i developed a food then you allergy. did yeah now you're allergic to pine nuts well it started with passion fruit it was so weird Tell and us i story. do think that well i overwhelmed my system with passion fruit but it was also a very stressful time in my life, so I wonder mm. if my immune system was just all wrapped yeah. up. Also, it's unfortunate because passion fruit is so good. I love them. I know. So my whole life, I was rarely exposed to passion fruit. Everyone yeah, in America. In the Caribbean. No, never in the United States. And then when I went to Kenya for the summer, summer of 1992, after first year med school, I had passion fruit juice. They had fresh passion fruits. Great. No problem. Then I went to Sydney, Australia for this sunscreen brand called Invisible Zinc, but mostly to visit my best friend, Carol, who lives there. And they put me up in a hotel in town and I went to the breakfast buffet and oh my gosh, there were (laughs) sliced open passion fruits laid out, you know, 60 of them (laughs) at the time. And I thought, oh my God, I love them. I loved scooping out the seeds and the seeds were kind of soft and tangy and delicious. So good. So I ate a ton every morning. And then there's really great frozen yogurt in Sydney. And so Kara took me to this frozen yogurt place where they also had fresh passion fruit to pour on top. That's an amazing So topic. I did that yeah. after like four mornings of eating tons of passion fruit. <laughs> and I got a huge allergic reaction. Yeah. My lips blew up. I got hives everywhere. I was super itchy. Carol has severe nut allergies. So thankfully she had an EpiPen and Benadryl on her. I took four Benadryl. Oh, that's a lot. A hundred milligrams pass of Benadryl. Out? I did. I took two and it started to work, but it wasn't perfect. And I was scared of the EpiPen. Yeah. I probably should have used it, but yeah. I didn't. And then I took another two and then the symptoms went away. And then I passed out yeah. on, her, on her couch when I got to her house. And I thought, uh-oh, I'm allergic to passion fruit. And I came home and there was no commercially available skin test for passion fruit. So I thought, well, that'll be easy to avoid because it's like yes. nothing. Except these yogurts called Siggy yogurts. They had a passion fruit and something flavor. I forgot the name. Oh. And I grabbed one from the fridge thinking it was the strawberry one. Didn't read the label, just opened it oh. and started absentmindedly eating it. And all of a sudden I start to get itchy and hives. And I was like, what the heck? And I turned it over and it's passion fruit. I was like, oh, okay. Well, the other place there's passion fruit sometimes is tea, a fruit tea. You have to always ask. Yeah, it's like what, iced tea. Yeah. Passion, passion tea. fruit is very popular right now. Right. It's because it's highly delicious. <laughs> yeah, it's good. And but it's so easy to avoid. Yes. Passion fruit well, is thank easy God. to avoid. And in France, I know how to say fruit de passion. Yes. You have to learn. it's in those little candies. It's so good. The pâte de fruit that yeah. I love. Oh, those are good. But you can have other flavors. Yes, totally. And in chocolates. 
But then it turns out passion fruit cross reacts with nuts, with some tree nuts, mostly the tropical ones like macadamia, pistachio. So then I started having allergic reactions to nuts and then I got tested and I was allergic to all the tree nuts except for almonds. And so I just avoided them for a bunch of years, got tested again a couple of years ago and tested negative. And the allergist said, okay, well now you just have to do a trial. You have to sit there with an EpiPen and some liquid Benadryl or Zyrtec and do a test. You take a little bite, you know, and every 10 minutes on a timer and you do it for a couple of hours. And I thought, oh my God, like I don't have time for that. And that's kind of scary. So the only one I did it with was almonds and I got a little itchy, but I was fine. So sometimes I'll have an inadvertent allergy reaction, even though I think I'm avoiding nuts. And it's not dangerous, but I right. need to take a Zyrtec. But yeah, which is annoying. But I think I think you could try some nuts. I think I can, but I have to sit here with it. I'll everything. do it with you. And right now, because of the pandemic, like, what if I have a bad allergic reaction and have to call 911 go to the hospital? Like, no one wants to go but to the hospital. But you'll be back, finished with your vaccine in a couple of weeks. I will be. And then we can go. I mean, yeah, I, I still sometimes have a, a little a little itchiness allergy to um, any kind of egg white, like meringue, which I love. And or chocolate mousse, something my mm-hmm. my great aunt makes. Where it's uncooked. Amazing. It's, a, it's not, yeah, it's uncooked. But I know it's not dangerous. It's just really annoying. And I can make this really annoying itching sound in the back of my throat, which I will not do to ruin your ears on this podcast. But I still eat it. And that's fine. I mean, that is so much better than anything that I used to have. I mean, I just remember I we had this one. So Emma moved to, back to home to Ireland. And we had this interim babysitter who oh. was, I won't say her name, who was... Petrina, I'll say. Oh! She was evil. Oh I won't say her last name. I feel still so guilty oh about hiring her. So, okay. So, she was a little off, but she was okay. No, she wasn't okay. I'm trying to be nice. There was nothing okay about okay, her, Okay, just let out. me finish. Okay. And so, she and my brother, Jaden, and I went to the grocery store right over here, Food Emporium. It's now Morton Williams. Rest in peace, Food Emporium. I love it there. <laughs> and we're, I remember exactly the place where we were sitting. I could take you there right now at the counter, kind of towards the cashier's. Okay. Waiting for, she wanted to get like meat or something. Okay, we're waiting there. And she said, oh, I remember exactly. She said, oh, I'm going to get some egg salad. Can you wait here with your brother? I said, oh, Pat- I was shy. <laughs> I was like, oh, Patrina, I'm, I'm really sorry. Like, imagine me feeling really guilty and embarrassed having to say this. I'm really sorry, but I'm allergic to egg salad. So can you please not get it? And she goes, I don't care about your bloody allergy. And I was like, okay. Can you imagine? Like, this is a woman I entrusted my kids with for right. about a month before we knew about and so, this like, stuff and fired her. Like, it, like, she couldn't bring that home. And like, all, like in my head, I was like, oh, no, what do we do? And I, she left me in charge of Jay, like, to stand there. Well, I was eight and he was five. So, I, so he couldn't do anything. And so I just remember being like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, what do you say? Which yeah, is the person no, who's in charge were, of you. That was horrible. I don't care about your bloody allergy. And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. That, that, that's not okay. I'm eight. It's never okay to say to anyone no. with food allergies. And I and I, I get it being on both sides of it. Like, it can be really annoying. No, I'm embarrassed sometimes but it's at not restaurants fair. being like, um, are there any tree nuts in that? Right, or, of course it's annoying. Can, can you not? I was like listing the things that I can't have. Then right. I feel guilty somehow. But actually, I have to be safe. Right, it's your health. It does, That's right. the only thing that matters is being healthy. Especially in schools and in these kind of situations, like, it's hard to speak up for yourself all the time. Or, like, if someone was eating a hard-boiled egg right next to me at school, like, you know, in middle school, I felt uncomfortable. But, like, can you please move over? Like, it's just, it's hard to get it out. But for your own health, I mean, and safety. But, oh, that woman. We were trying to find a nanny that was similar to Emma because Emma moved back to Ireland and she was Irish. And so... Katrina was also Irish, but a devil in disguise. But it was kind of funny. I I, I wasn't that offended because I was just, like so confused also i don't think i knew what bloody meant because i was eight and emma never cursed in my face so obviously oh i didn't know that term and oh patrina takes me back that takes was, me back that was bad and kids do get teased and bullied about their allergies can you imagine yeah i mean i didn't get teased and bullied for that maybe some other stuff but we don't have to talk about that right now No, but kids do i know and it's not it's no one's hey, fault it's not your fault b it's a medical condition and c it's just proof that, like, i know anything different I know. You can get teased about. But I, I, I just, I know both feelings, like being like, you know, and I wasn't airborne. Like a lot of the kids allergic to nuts in my school had airborne. Peanuts can be airborne. Peanut yeah. allergies. And so they were like the top of like, everyone was so annoyed at them. And so then I just was like, oh, which group do I go in? Like the annoyed at kids or like the victims? Oh, jeez. <laughs> so stupid, but it's, it's true. Yeah. And it's just like, you feel. And I didn't realize. Dumb. Like, so Zoe was in a study. We're in a study at Mount Sinai. 
called the baked egg study and it was a few years it was just once a year you would I, go i missed school the, for a whole day and they had to put an iv in your arm in case you needed iv fluids or iv benadryl thank god i never did it was in the hospital and like the research part of the hospital we'd go for the whole day the first time it was in a muffin the egg mm-hmm. was in a muffin and so it was something about like it had to be baked for 350 degrees at least for 20 minutes at least and then it would denature the egg protein mm-hmm. the theory was that if you cooked an egg long enough you change the shape of the protein change the shape of the allergen wouldn't recognize it as an allergy and you pass that one and they were delicious so, muffin. so nice to you there so then for the next year i had very strict rules about what i could bake and give you mm-hmm. that had eggs in them and that went very well to keep up the yeah to keep up the like growing out of it yeah and then the next year they made egg pasta so that was boiled on top of the stove so that's oh my just god it, it was two, i remember eating i can picture this clear as day it was delicious and so salty it's right, so a 212 degrees boiling mm-hmm. and only for like 10 minutes mm-hmm. which is a big step up no reaction tasty so then all of a sudden we're making all these egg pastas yeah but that opened the door to a bunch of other things mm-hmm. and the next year was the big day this where big day. they served you uh, French toast. French toast, which is essentially scrambled egg on the outside of a piece of bread. And Gagi came with us, my sister. And we were so nervous. <laughs> I and I was like, oh my God, like, because of how nervous we are, you're going to think so, you're having No, but that's what I thought too. I was like telling myself, like reminding myself, like you can bring in, like, if you feel itchy, is it because you brought it up or because you're having a reaction? Like telling myself, like, you know the difference so mm-hmm. well by now. They measured, you know, your blood pressure. They were like oh my totally God. monitoring you. I was like, they I'm going so nice. to do this. And Gagi distracted you the whole day because she's so funny yeah, and we, goofy. Yeah, we had to get there at 7 o'clock in the morning. You were there for eight hours. Yeah. And you passed. And I did it. And we went, <laughs> it was amazing. And six weeks so... before, your dad and I got separated. So oh, yeah. it was like a lot of emotions. It but was, I was so it was happy. It was such a great day. It was one of the best days ever. Yeah. And we walked. So um, Mount Sinai's on what, 93rd and 90, 5th? 99th. Oh, 99th. And fifth, and we walked down Madison Avenue on purpose to go to Maison de Chocolat, this great chocolate place that has amazing gelato, but Zoe I had never had gelato, gelato. only sorbet. sorbet. <laughs> so we get the chocolate gelato, and you're like, this is the best thing I've ever eaten in my life. I love ice cream. I had some yesterday. And then when I was tucking you in that night to go to bed, you started crying. Hmm. I was 11. I was like, so what, what's wrong? You said, I feel like a huge weight is lifted off my shoulders. <laughs> I feel like so much lighter <laughs> and i think it hit you like how much having an allergy really was kind of weighing you down but you had coped with it so well yeah and i'd been dealing with you for so long that i also like at that point it was fine yeah seemingly fine mm-hmm. until it was gone i know and it's like i went to summer camp by myself i go to school every day and it's always on my mind and now i never have to read another food label in my life it was incredible oh that feeling i never stopped carrying an EpiPen because i just thought well someone might have an right. allergic reaction and so I want to be prepared. The result of experiencing this for 11 years, which that was 10 years ago, almost that. Oh, that, wait, oh no. Well, sorry, what, day, what year is it? 20, oh, it was already past 10 years. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I was being a little numb. But so what remains after becoming unallergenic, nope, unallergic, <laughs> sorry, is a lot of empathy for other people. If I'm making something for someone or for like, you know, someone's parents or something, I always ask, is there an allergy? And people kind of laugh, like, oh, huh, no. No, but some people are, like, really thankful that you've asked. Right. Like, that's so nice of you to think of that. Or, like, you know, I have taught kids dance at dance camp, right? You know, so I do I do private lessons. She does. <laughs> I do one-on-one ballet or any kind of dance, jazz or tap lessons or Just modern dance. Sorry. <laughs> cannot provide that service. <laughs> hip-hop Zoe is pretty funny. This only happens in our apartment with the blinds drawn. Um, and I always ask about allergies, et cetera, because... I also know the feeling like I, w- I wanted to bring a student of mine a cupcake for her birthday last January. And I texted her mom like, does your daughter have any allergies? Just because I want to get her thing from this bakery. So having that empathy is really it's well, she thought nice. It was so yeah. It's also safe. Right. It's just being safe and thinking of everything is part of what having that did. And yeah, I mean, maybe I'll try some scrambled eggs that day, someday. But yeah, what remains is empathy, total disgust of mayonnaise anything that's creamy and not like not frosting but like savory creamy stuff Mm-mm. even if it has nothing to do with eggs gross yeah and, and i have have tons of empathy for parents with babies just newly diagnosed with food allergies so as a dermatologist i see tons of little kids and babies and 40 mm-hmm. percent of 
babies under one who have pretty severe eczema will have a food allergy. That's pretty high. It's really high. So often I'm the first doctor they see because of the rash. Right. I don't think food allergy and then the mom's breastfeeding inadvertently exposing the baby like I did to you. Yeah. To allergens. So eggs and eczema tend to go together. That's funny. But any of the allergens mm-hmm. can do it. And so then the parents are like so worried and freaked out. And I'm like, God, what can he eat? What can she eat? So I've shared the, you have the, the resources. Yeah. so many times. And, and yes, I do point them towards FAIR and all sorts of other good stuff. Amazing resources. And there are a lot of brands that make eggless stuff. Like Divi's makes amazing cookies. Do they still exist? I don't I know. I think they do. We have to check. They make okay. egg-free, nut-free. Their ginger molasses cookies are my favorite. They're very moist. You're always worried if something is eggless. I guess that also means it's vegan. I guess it could have milk. Right. But that it's going to be not good or dry, but really great. There's a lot of great brands out there that do good stuff. Yeah. Like and I always had tons of snacks at home. Yeah. Because I wanted you to have options. Yeah. I feel like, oh my God, the, you know, I have two things I can eat. No, never felt that way. Good. Good. Okay. Segment time? Yeah. One last thing though about, <laughs> about the food. No, because I was just thinking about this the other day. New York State changed its laws based mm-hmm. on an advocacy group of parents in the food allergy community. Still, though, I didn't realize. I looked it up. I'm like, oh, I bet you every state, like every ambulance has to carry EpiPens. No, only 11 of the 50 states have mandated that every ambulance has epinephrine. That makes zero sense. It's small. I No, so there's two different kinds of ambulances, BLS and ALS. Mm. B stands for basic life support, A, advanced. And in most states, I guess 39 of them, only the advanced life support ambulances are allowed to carry epinephrine it makes no sense i know so it was just luck of the draw whether you're going to survive or not that's which that's ambulance awful comes for you. i know so new york every ambulance in new york state has epinephrine regardless bls als and schools are allowed to have them now it's the whole thing with prescriptions and not mm. but yeah. there's so many states it's still and so right. really it's random what kind of ambulance comes and then it's you. like it's up to you to remember like to have to pack your kids like benadryl epipen and your backpack like it shouldn't be on you to at all you know at all times like these ambulances are made to keep you safe yes no someone who has a food allergy should always have an epi but but the first onset of an allergy someone didn't know that they had allergies and so also like a little kid at school like might not remember like it shouldn't be on well them. they would have a prescription and there would be epinephrine epipens for them at the nurse's yeah office and stuff like that yeah but anyway i feel very strongly that every ambulance in this country should have epipens that's crazy i know okay and also on airlines, I always travel with a couple. Oh, I don't. I should do that. In case someone... Well, you don't have to. But I just feel like as a doctor... No, just to help someone. If someone has an allergy on board, sometimes you need two EpiPens mm-hmm. and it doesn't last the whole flight. So yeah, I just always have them. And thankfully, I usually toss them. They expire after like a year to 15 uh, months and I toss them and get new yeah. ones. That's fine. You've never had to do that on a plane, so... Nope. Fingers crossed. I've had to help people on planes, but never for allergic Did reactions. you ever deliver a baby? I have delivered babies, but not on an airplane. Oh. <laughs> you know, I'm allowed to get on an airplane if you're that pregnant. Oh, right. That's definitely a good point. But I delivered babies in medical school. That's so cute. Very fun. Okay. Moving on. Okay. Okay. This week, we have an A to Z pick of the week, food-related as well. It's called Ipsa Provisions, which we've been loving. It's a frozen food company. Can you spell it? Oh, yeah. Sorry. IPSA provisions. You can follow them on Instagram at eatipsa or go to eatipsa.com to place your order. So it's basically a frozen food company that's made for people who want to eat healthfully but don't always have time to make, you know, all this delicious food for themselves after work. Like you get home from work, you're so tired, you're not going to make a, you know, a stunning stew, an Indian buffet, my favorite that they make. So it was founded by these two guys, Joshua and Micah, who realized and found out and did research that freezing food keeps the nutrients the best it traps all the good stuff in the food hmm. so you found this brand i don't know how on a food blog she always reading food I'm blogs. reading food blogs and it was like quarantine like support your local business kind of thing right so they are a small local business in new york they ship to deliver to brooklyn queens manhattan and then they're starting to move to westchester so they're obviously expanding so they're a small business and then they get all their ingredients from small farms and small businesses so it's just really great and the food is delicious our favorite two things are i just said the vegetarian indian buffet is so good i love that and also the rye cherry chocolate chunk cookies it's those a are my favorite we have about 10 ba- they come in four frozen cookies and you put them on in the toaster oven or in the oven for 12 for, minutes on what, 400 it's so easy we have about 10 bags at once they're so good and each one only makes four. Sometimes we make two. 
I eat them. They're also, they're pretty healthy. I mean, they rye are. cherry chocolate. Delicious. Delicious. So it's dried cherries in the cookies. They're amazing. Thanks, Ipsa. I love them. So thanks, Ipsa, for existing. <laughs> okay. We got some questions from Miss Dr. Amy. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Number one. And I, for once, will not know your answer ahead of time to this question. Oh. By just by knowing you. Thoughts on dry brushing. Okay. I think dry brushing is too harsh. So what is that? Imagine a brush. Like a hairbrush? Yeah, but it's made of like horse hair. (laughs) It's a a brush with coarse bristles. Okay. And by dry, it means like you don't do it when you're wet in the shower. Okay. I guess you're supposed to do it before you go in the shower. And you brush your dry skin with it to exfoliate. The point is to take all the dead cells off the surface of the skin. Oh, but if you moisturize after your shower, you won't have a lot of dead skin on the outside of your skin. Well, exfoliating is a fine thing to do to get the dead cells off, but this is like a very extreme way. Some mm-hmm. people love it. Supposedly it increases circulation. Sure, I, I tried it once on my legs. My legs got bright red. <laughs> I certainly increased the circulation. Right. But you look I like also a tomato. irritated the heck out of myself. Yeah. And after I moisturized, like the redness did not go away for a couple <laughs> days. Everyone's skin is different. Mine happens to be very sensitive. Also, I didn't go crazy with the dry brush. I think some people really overdo it and other people are gentle. So... I'm not a huge fan. And people will say to me, are you kidding me? I love dry brushing. Like, okay, listen, if it works for you and it doesn't dry your skin out, then I guess it's fine. But you don't recommend it to patients. I don't recommend it ever. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's something that should be done often. And it's not necessary. It is not necessary. Okay. Yeah. Someone said, what about your thoughts on microcurrent devices? Also don't know what that is. All right. So microcurrent devices are part of the category of at-home devices that people are trying to use to tighten their skin to treat fine lines wrinkles you know there are hair removal ones i think those are crazy most of them no most of them don't work they can't be strong enough to work because if you put it in the hands of someone who's like a lay person at home they're not going to follow the directions if it says i think i said this once before use it twice a week people Mm -hmm. use it 10 times a day yeah so it can't be very strong so i have some patients who swear by the microcurrent devices and I'll say to them, okay, maybe your skin looks a little bit tighter, but it's absolutely temporary. And mm-hmm. they say, oh, I know it is. Oh. I have to do it every day. <laughs> and I do. Well, that's commitment. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that I would use one of those things every day, but I think if you do it every day, mm-hmm. sure, it might stimulate circulation. It might temporarily tighten your skin for a mm-hmm. couple of hours. Okay. But it's not going to cause anything dramatic. And about the hair removal ones, can that yeah. hurt you? No, I don't think they work. They're not strong oh. enough. Okay. They don't permanently remove okay. hair like hair lasers oh, no, of course in the not. office. Yeah. Those are those are powerful, and I know that because they hurt. Yes, no pain, no gain with laser hair removal. Also, I don't That's use dumbing cream because I don't want to take that much time out of your workday. <laughs> oh. Okay, someone said, what to do for your feet in the winter? They're super dry. Okay, dry feet. It's a tough one. So circulation from the knee down, even in babies, is the worst in the whole body. Baby feet are so cute. Baby <laughs> feet are cute and not dry. But as we get older skin especially on the heels but like your whole foot can get dry first of all it's often a part of the body that people just don't moisturize because they're moisturizing their legs but they think if i moisturize my feet i'll be greasy you're still you got on the floor yeah yeah so i always moisturize my feet but i just use a little and the moisturizer i use is not sticky or greasy whatever but if your feet are really dry this is where exfoliating comes into play i think exfoliating feet in the shower a couple times a week is a great idea with a pumice or a brush or foot file um, a scrub like i use the fresh brown sugar body polish i like that one. Oh, um i use my olive and june foot file fabulous nice. dry on dry feet though got it but another thing to do is to put on a thick layer of moisturizer and then put socks right over i always do that and it kind of feels like a spot treatment you tell me that yeah some people like to sleep in the socks i hate sleeping in socks because my feet get too hot and that makes my whole body hot <laughs> if i sleep in socks even if i'm temperature ignoring temperature i they are always somewhere else in my room when i wake up and I have no recollection of it. You've taken them off somehow during the But they're the not under sleep. the bed. They're somewhere else in the room. Like I kick them or I take them off with my hands and throw them. That's they're so not funny. there. So I gave up on that. But yeah. So after the shower, put cream on your foot. And if you're putting on a sock, you can put on a lot. I really lather it on there. Yeah. And put sock on. Yep. That's perfect. So that's what you do. Yes. Okay. Last question. Someone said, has the doing the podcast affected your relationship? Do you want to answer first? Or do you want me to? You could go. Okay. I'm going to say... I think people are looking like for juicy tidbits. Maybe maybe I'm projecting like, are you guys fighting? Are you arguing? No. No. We're having a great time. <laughs> we enjoy spending time together. We look forward to it. 
sometimes Zoe will push me because I'm tired from work. Like right now. <laughs> I'm distracted <laughs> by something else going on in my life. And she'll just say, Mom, we need to focus. This is what we need to do, X, Y, and Z in this time frame. Okay? And I always say okay, right? You always say okay. Yeah. Sometimes I can be a little nuts. You're like, this doesn't need to be done right now. Yeah. And then what do you say? I'm like, okay, you're right. <laughs> so how do you think doing the podcast has affected our relationship? Oh, I don't think it has because the answer is just to this question is no. Um, I don't think we're necessarily closer. No, we're just having fun. Because we're super close to begin with. Once in a while, we've learned something about each other that we didn't know. Oh, for sure. That's kind of fun. Totally fun. Yeah. It hasn't. I'm current. I'm your boss, kind of. <laughs> like you're like I know you're working during the day. I'm like, okay, are you? I'll text you like, are you having a crazy day? And if you say yes, I'll just say okay, and then I'll tell you what I need to ask you or ask you what I need you to do later when you get home. If you're like, no, I have a few minutes, and then I just tell you like, can you please email this person? Can you check this? Like, is this okay? Yeah, and you've been super flexible with me. Like when we've had to do phone calls with various people who are helping us with this, or guests. You always schedule around my schedule. Of course. Just so nice. Yeah. I mean, I would skip class to No, record, I don't want you skipping But I know class. I don't need to. And I start my last semester of college in two days. Well, when you hear this, if you listen to this when it comes out, I will have just started my last semester of college. How is that possible? You're just a little tiny baby with sticky up hair. And a lot of full body eczema. <laughs> <laughs> that was only for a couple of I weeks. was born with a full mohawk of black hair. So cute. And I was red. Oh. Like all babies who come out vaginally. <laughs> so that's true. So I would say this podcast is bringing us together. No, we're spending a little more time together. We're working on a project. We're enjoying it. We're loving it. It is, it is exactly what we thought would happen. Yeah, but also like, okay, it's Sunday night. If we weren't recording right now, well, you'd be in bed. But if it was a little earlier, we would just be hanging out doing something else. Yeah. So <laughs> watching TV. But this is, I mean, this is definitely fun. We're definitely creating something together. Yeah. We're trying to take it to the next level. We're working on it's it. It's like us hanging out productively. Yeah. I think yes. I think it's great. Yeah. And also we agree on every, almost everything business-wise. We had a call a couple days ago. But there's one thing we didn't agree on, but I'm also very stubborn. Yeah, but that's okay. I'm stubborn too. Oh, well, that's not good. <laughs> no, but we know that. And we're respectful of each other. Yes. I don't think Ozo's a kid. She doesn't know shit. You know, like... I know shit. I've been around, you know, the block a million times. Right. No. Like, I know shit about Instagram, mm -hmm. about social, about that kind of stuff. Yeah, but you're not condescending to me about it. Like, Obviously mom, you're not. so old. Well, one, you're not so old and you look 40. And you're good at technology, so... Thank you. But I'm not as good as you because... Right, but no one expects that from you. I'm 22. All right, thanks. Okay, you can go to bed now. <laughs> Thank you. I said, <laughs> she's so tired. Okay. Thank you for listening. As always, you can follow us on Instagram at Embarrassing You Podcast. We just hit 300 followers. It's not a lot, but we are going somewhere. High five. Let's we started with about seven because of people that in our family that I texted to follow us. Okay. You can send us questions for the next, next Ask Dr. Amy segment at also on our Instagram DMs. You can DM me personally, DM mom, email us, info at embarrassingyoupodcast.com. Give us that review if you didn't already. We'll see you next week with something cool. Bye. Bye. Bye.